Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions today and uh, wherever you might be and whatever you might be doing, thank you for uh, joining in. This is actually Nathan Harper filling in for Bert and uh, we're just excited to uh, share with you today, you know, Paul is considered the apostle to the Gentiles, missionary to the Gentiles, and God led him to that and gave him that that work and that ministry. But even in that work, Paul had a heart for his Jewish brethren, and um, his desire was to see all of Israel grafted in, grafted back into the... uh, to the vine of God's family that we we are a part of. I, I pray that you are a part of. And even in, in Romans, he's writing to the church in Rome, and he says these words in, in Romans chapter 11. He's, he's encouraging the, the Gentile believers, the Christians there, to uh, not neglect the Jewish people around them. He says, he doesn't want them to, com- to become conceited, brothers. I do not want you to be unaware of this mystery. Partial hardening has come to Israel until the full number of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way, all Israel will be saved. Paul's heart was for God to be glorified through all peoples, Gentile or even Jewish people. Today, we have a special guest with us that uh, is a really good close friend of our family, His name is Alan Becker. Alan, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome, Nathan. I appreciate the opportunity to share. While we're talking about Jewish people and how it might relate to missions, Alan is going to share a little bit of his story with us today. But you were raised, Alan, you were raised Jewish. Is that correct? That is correct. And... You kind of call yourself what 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 title do you give yourself at this point? <laughs> well, there are several titles that <laughs> I've I've actually uh, gone through, and that is completed Jew, mm-hmm. uh, Messianic Jew. Um, I never thought converted until I realized that uh, it says in the scripture that Paul Saul was converted. Mm. And so uh, that that's also uh, a good name, uh, but uh, I'm still Jewish. Yes, just a believer in uh, the greatest Jew that ever lived, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, we definitely want to hear uh, some of your story and and how that has come to be. But first, I just want to encourage our listeners to, and I know many of you do, but. Continue praying for Jewish people all over the world. Uh, Jewish people especially are scattered across the face of the earth, and you can find them in just uh, probably every single country. 
uh, in the world. And there's different websites you can you can visit to uh, to check out things like this to help you in 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 prayer and uh, educate yourself in mission work. But you could go to joshuaproject.net. I'm actually I've got pulled up finishing the task website that it it gives me a list of unreached people groups all around the world and the best that we can find at this point the best uh, records show that currently in the world today there are 33 unreached Jewish groups scattered all over the earth of those 33 only four that we know of those 33 four of them have missionaries working among them the others are really forgotten, maybe neglected, have not yet, we've have not yet sent workers to, to work among them, to make disciples, plant churches, to share the good news of Jesus. So there are Jewish people around the face of the earth right now as we're listening who do not have access to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, they don't have, maybe have a Bible that they have access to. There's no Christians around them that they can share the gospel with. So we want to encourage you to pray today for Jewish people that God would, uh, would reach them and, and possibly use completed Jews like Alan or even Gentiles like maybe myself in reaching them and, and carrying out this work. So, Alan, uh, tell us a little bit about how you grew up and um, you know, what it was like to have a Jewish identity growing up how significant was that for you? What did you think about Christians? Anything like that that you might want to share with us? It, <clears throat> I was uh, raised in, in uh, well, grew up in uh, Fort Pierce, Florida, a uh, s- fairly small Jewish community, but uh, a significant presence in the community. I was... Uh, uh, Visible or attended the uh, the Jewish uh, temple Bethel there for many many years it was bar mitzvah uh, at the uh, at the temple um, you know had numerous friends within the school system of course uh, non Jews who I was friendly with and uh, don't know that I really took much stock until I was in high school mm-hmm. and uh, and started you know realizing that there was was really a difference right of course around Christmas time I'm sure as a kid I may have noticed some things but uh, but like I said uh, in high school uh, I started noticing you know knowing there was a difference mm-hmm. um, and uh, became a a member of uh, the Demolay, which was a kids' organization for uh, for the Masons, okay. uh, teenage organization, and they actually had to change some of the wording because, and I didn't know this until later, because part of the ritual and acceptance is a belief in in Jesus, hmm. and so. I didn't actually have to deal with it then, but I was hearing more and more right. of the of the name. 
went through, you know, finished, you know, went in and was a, was a part of that uh, until I graduated from high school and uh, then came to University of Mississippi okay. uh, in, two, in uh, Oxford. And the first, one of the first things we had to declare a religious preference, hmm. one of my friends put red brick. Uh, I did put Jewish down and uh, uh, found at some point there were seven, no, there were nine of us hmm. uh, who actually said we were Jewish. Two were female, right. and they left within two weeks. Oh, well. <laughs> so, <laughs> they did the but, math, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what happened there. I don't think I ever met them, but uh, the the guys that I was I was friendly with we were kind of close at the early stages and it was again there was not a there was not a a, a, a significant difference mm-hmm. you know i didn't feel any any uh, segregation or right. or any uh, negative you know yeah. negative sense i did have one friend who uh, asked me for a a match at one point, and I know this doesn't sound like a good part of the story, but uh, he asked me for a match, and I said I didn't have one. He says, "What are you, a Jew?" And I said, "Yeah." And he he <laughs> told me later he said it was two two years before he could talk to me. Oh my goodness! Uh, because you know he didn't realize he had made that mistake, and he was a Christian, uh, as as I know. And he just you know it's just yeah. they didn't know in this area really mm-hmm. how to how to deal with Jewish people. Yeah, it sounds like. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but as a child, at least you you were kind of somewhat in a bubble of culture, maybe that mm-hmm. um, I think that's true. A lot of different uh, religious groups, ethnic groups around the country, m- in many places, they they have a just a community, mm-hmm. uh, self sustaining kind of close knit yeah. community, and and there's kind of a bubble mm-hmm. around that, and very few things kind of penetrate that. You could almost say the same thing about a bubble culturally in Mississippi at the time, even mm-hmm. now to a degree. There's a lot of – most everybody assumes everybody's Christian, even though that's not true. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how to relate to people that are not or people that are different. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Over the over my experience, once I, I came to, uh, as I said, Ole Miss, I became very close to a, a young man who – became very involved with Campus Crusade. Mm. And so I was really starting to see and hear the name of Jesus Christ. And, uh, of course, I I wasn't oblivious. I mean, I I knew as I was growing up there were some differences, but the effect didn't really have an effect on me until this. And he and I talked numerous, numerous times until he finally said at one point, says, when are you going to give up this and come and be become a believer? Hmm. You know, and it it really at that point it it I had to stand up for what I thought was right, right. and that was being Jewish. Mm-hmm. And I started questioning my Jewish heritage even then. I remember at one spring break or sometime when I had come home, I went and sat down with the rabbi and. Uh, uh, he, I think he gave me a book. 
Never Again, mm-hmm. the book talking about the Holocaust and, oh, yeah. you know, what Judaism really meant. But I don't think that that didn't end my search mm-hmm. because I, it's funny. I, I think a fire was lit and, and I knew there was something different. Mm. But I just I, I couldn't come to, you know, make any change. Right. But it was still there. And uh, I continued to to search and, and just, you know, just be a student, of course, uh, crazy as, as we are, were, as I was maybe back then, <laughs> but uh, didn't, you know, didn't really give up my Jewishness. And I know I, what I said to, uh, to this guy, I said, I can't give up something that I don't really understand. Hmm. And I was, and that yeah. was part of that search because I, I don't know that I really understood. They didn't teach Judaism like we teach Christianity, mm-hmm. like we teach about Jesus right. Christ. So it was more cultural for you. It was. It really was. It. It was. It was my upbringing. It was who I was in a sense. Right. But I, I really hadn't grabbed onto it like I think, and I see now, of course the way we are to grab on to Jesus Christ. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it was, I, I can't give you a play-by-play offhand, but I, I know in uh, in 76 when my wife and I got married, she thought, you know, we'd go on our honeymoon, I'd come back saved. Mm-hmm. And we have to say, and I think she would admit, you know, she was backslidden because she was a believing Christian. And it says, do not be unevenly yoked. But right. uh, she fell in love with me and I with her. And we married. And uh, four years, and we started going. You know, one thing that I, I agreed to do with her was to go to the church mm-hmm. and support her because she was somewhat involved. Right. And occasionally we would go to go to the temple. Um, in 1980, I wanted to. Uh, we, like I said, we've been going to the church, and I wanted to go to the High Holy. Uh, excuse me, the New Year's uh, Rosh Hashanah mm-hmm. service, yes. and my wife admitted that she kind of played sick. <laughs> and, and so we didn't go, but she couldn't again play sick for Yom Kippur, which is nine days later. Right. And we went, and when I came out of the service, uh, I, I told her, I, I said, that was boring. Hmm. I really, and like I said, I had been to church. I had heard the sermons, specifically the word. Yeah. And it was, it really, this Rabbi actually was talking about his trips to Israel and mm-hmm. just secular kinds of things instead of, and I, I, I told her, I'm so accustomed to having heard the word that that this was boring. And I think that was almost the final. Gotcha. Uh, about a week or so, a few weeks later, and I can't give you specific dates there, but I know it was the, 28th of September of, uh, ni- of 1980, 
we went to uh, a service one morning. It was Northside Baptist Church um, in Fort Pierce, Florida. And the preacher was preaching, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the sermon, he said, I've never done this before, but he felt like there was somebody in the service who needed Jesus Christ. Mm. And he was talking to me, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I realized, yeah. you know, I was just one of many, but he, he led in the, in the uh, sinner's prayer, and I just, you know, my the scales were rent. The mm. curtain, the curtain was rent. The scales fell from my eyes, and and at that point in time, I I know, you mm. know, I asked Jesus into my mm. heart, and uh, it's uh, it's I was thirty one at the time, mm. wow. and uh, well, I've I've got I a just, couple of questions yeah. I want to ask. Just going back that I'm curious <laughs> about, um, and this might help us also kind of understand if if we know someone who's Jewish. What are some approaches that we might use in in sharing the gospel with 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 someone? And I do have to ask, at, as whether you're a child or even in high school, college, as you would maybe read the Old Testament. And I don't know how often you would, but as you would read the Old Testament, did you have any clue or inkling that a lot of this was about Jesus? As you would read, I, I can't say. You know, I. I don't ever remember reading hmm. through, you know, each when we went to synagogue, right. uh, usually Friday evenings, uh, we, the, the rabbi or the, the person who was leading, I, I think in Fort Pierce, of course, it was the rabbi. Here in Tupelo, it was uh, a lay leader. Mm-hmm. Many times, some, some of the time, yeah, it would even be me, oh, wow. you know, and and we didn't we didn't really delve into the scripture mm-hmm. explaining. It was gotcha. again, it was more of a secular mm. kind of thing. And, Just read uh, it because you have to. Kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah, for for some local listeners, uh, Jack Crystal, mm-hmm. uh, who was a spokesman for Mississippi State, was even one of our okay. one of our leaders, and uh, it, we all we you know we just shared, but no, I. I I really didn't read the scripture. It was somebody, I guess it was my friend in in college, asked me about Isaiah 53, where it it talks about, you know, we know it talks about Jesus. Mm -hmm. But it never, again, it may have put a slight question in my mind, but it never fit quite for me to... uh, Say yeah, and that really lines up. Now, in in more recent years, when I even as a Christian, I, and I've said this to to folks before, that I really feel like I grew up more in my Judaism, in my Jewish understanding as a Christian, right? Yeah. Than I did uh, one group that I became familiar with for a period of time and close to was Jews for Jesus. Mm-hmm. When they came into Tupelo yeah. and they were visiting churches, and that's one of the first time I heard that at the Seder, the Passover mm-hmm. Seder, that that Jews obey and, and honor and and uh, serve through every year around Easter time. Mm-hmm. 
that there that Christ was actually shown through the Passover. Yeah. And that really opened my eyes even even more again as a Jewish person because that you know we never saw that. Right. But it's it's very evident. And so you know in in talking with a a Jewish person one you have to show the love of Christ. Mm. You know it can't be like my friend said back then uh, and I I don't that you know when are you going to give that up? I didn't give I don't really feel like I yeah. gave anything up being Jewish. Yeah. I'm more Jewish today. I don't follow the rituals right. and and some of the ceremonies except the pa- the Passover my wife and I have been graciously blessed to be able to present that for for some churches and uh, like I said I I just feels like it brings me closer as a Jew because I, I think everybody would agree Jesus was the greatest Jew that ever lived yeah, yeah you know we read Acts 15 about the uh about the church council in Jerusalem mm-hmm. and how Gentiles were coming to follow Jesus and the Jewish Christians at the time, the believers, they were asking, you know, well, they 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 have to give some things up. and mm-hmm. But it, it's, a, it's a good place to go to see what do we have to give up? What do we, what can we hold on to? And... Really, I would say the only thing we're all giving up the same. We're giving up our lives, you know, and beyond that, it's it's how the Lord and you know through the Holy Spirit and His Word guides us to to grow. And um, so I, I do find it very interesting that you have a stronger Jewish identity now as a follower of Jesus than than before maybe growing up. Mm. Uh, would you say that's kind of similar to a lot of say Jewish people around at least the US that they're not strong there there are probably are some that are very strong in their uh heritage of faith and what they believe but then there are some that probably grew up like you right oh yes there are three sects of of Judaism uh the orthodoxy mm-hmm. uh the conservative and the reformed uh i used to think i was more in the conservative sect, but I think today Judaism has been watered down Mm. so much where there are little loopholes you can get around and and some in some ways you don't even believe. Mm -hmm. I I I know in in the eastern northeastern New York you'll see you'll see men with uh, in black suits yeah. and black hats, the Hasidic and Jews, the there. Hasidic Jews, yeah. and they have the uh, the curls, and I think they're fairly strict, you know, with regard to uh, to Judea- Judaism. And there are some others, but I-, I think there are more people like me and and those that have even given up. You know, they they may be Jewish in name only. Right. That's it. Yeah. And it's uh, you. You mentioned Romans eleven. I think Romans ten one. You know, my heart's desire is that the Jewish people would be saved, and yeah. uh, it's something that's that's on my heart. It's harder for me to talk to a Jewish person because they look at me as as uh, 
as a trader mm-hmm. of sorts. Right. Mashumid, mm-hmm. I believe, is the term, and uh, it's you know it's it's really easier for somebody who comes from another you know right. is a is a non Jew is a mm-hmm. even a Christian, and so it's. Well, like I said, they, as long as somebody knows that you're a Christian and you live by it, mm-hmm. you don't just talk it, but you walk it. Yeah, is so important uh, is for somebody to be able to see that. Yeah, that it's not Amen. just it's not just a, a name to to bear. Yes, uh, it is a life to live. Mm. So. We're getting ready to, to close. We've been talking with Alan Becker, who is a completed Jew, a Messianic Jew, follower of Jesus. He's been sharing his story. But I'm curious, how would, as you mentioned, you quoted from Paul about how his desires, greatest desire was to see uh, Israel saved. How should we, as the church, pray for Israel? How should we pray for Jewish people? What are some ways that you pray them i know you know just in general we we pray for their salvation but are there some things that we can specifically pray for i would say if if by chance you you know a jewish person uh, it would be to have the opportunity to to share Mm. the love of christ like i said you have to live your life in front of them but to share the word and uh even maybe ask questions, mm-hmm. you know, get them to to tell you about the Seder and 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 all of this, and and then you know, sli- slowly, mm-hmm. and I don't mean slyly. I, I I don't know why that that thought came across, but just to share with them, you know, that that you think you Jesus was the greatest Jew that mm-hmm. ever lived. Unfortunately, sometimes it comes across that. Like I said, you have to give up something right. when you're Jewish to become a Christian, and and you really don't. You're yeah. completing. You know, completed yeah. Jew literally means you're completing. I came to um, fulfill the fulfill law. the law. Yeah. Thank you. Rather than destroy it, and Amen. so that's that's the way to to go. Amen. You know, well, it's, uh, we do want to pray for. The Jewish people here in in our country, which I don't know how many there are. There are thousands, millions even. Uh, and they're scattered all around the face of the earth, you know. And we we want to pray for for them and opportunities to share with them. Um, any final words? I'm, one thing I'm curious is how you read the New Testament now. Does it, I mean, do you read it just like any of us would read it? Or mm-hmm. are there some... Things that you just, I don't know, anything, last words of wisdom you can share about that. (laughs) Oh, I I just, I'm still growing. You know, I I, see, I I didn't accept Christ, as I said, until I was 31. So I'm, I'm still working on it. I, I, you know, reading it, trying to apply to myself first and to show, again, show the love of God to all those Well, we pray that you will show the love of Christ to all those in your path, especially the Jewish people who God might place in your life. Thank you for listening.